Well, I'm not jumping off a bridge just yet. But, I'm not very excited with the way we're playing. Rolling down. Rolling down. And the Dodgers just dropped two out of three against the fucking Cubs. Jesus Christ. I mean, whatever. All right, all right. I'm not jumping off a bridge, but as you guys know, what's going on? Welcome to my blue thoughts. That's right. These are my blue thoughts. They're not yours. This is my Dodgers podcast where I talk about my favorite team in the world. One of my favorite things ever, the Los Angeles Dodgers baseball. And, uh, you know, I'm just going to rewind. Just really, I, I, I hate to harp on it, but, you know, the the nerd ball that we've been accustomed to uh, to watching over the last few years where, you know, the analytics uses this and that to manipulate rosters and shifts and you know matchups and this and that and you know be very successful over a 162 game season I was a little skeptical going into this season with the rule changes no more shift faster games blah 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 all these things and I'm going to be honest I'm not sure if the front office and the analytics and the metrics and all those things have um, been able to catch up to all the new changes in MLB because right now, you guys, you know, it, it, it sucks so bad because we've been so spoiled over the last decade plus, you know, with the Dodgers, you know, making the playoffs fucking every year for the last 10 years basically uh since 2013 they've been in the playoffs every year and before that they were there in 09 2008 2006 2004 you know like we really 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 got spoiled and i'm just i i don't want this to be the case but i'm just putting it out there now this team, as it's constructed, may not necessarily be a playoff team. I'm just, I'm just putting it out there, man. You know, as it, as it stands right now, I mean, obviously the season's not going to end right now, obviously. Um, but if it did, the Dodgers wouldn't even be in the wild card. And, you know, you can blame, you can blame a slow start. You know, this this team is playing average baseball. Looking at this team in the offseason with the, with the moves that they made and the lack of moves they made, you know, you, you, you thought that, okay, maybe front office knows something that we don't. Maybe. And maybe they're right. Maybe they do. But through 16 games, I'm not seeing it. I'm not seeing a ton of power. Even though, you know, they're right there in home runs, which I don't understand how that's possible because the, the, if the offense is literally hit or miss right now. You know, they'll score, they'll score 10 games, uh, 10 games, they'll score 10, uh, 10 runs one game and one run the next game. And they'll score nine runs one game 
and one run the next game. And yet, through that all, they are second in home runs. <laughs> I don't know how. And uh, they are actually, they dropped down a little bit. They are no longer leading the National League in runs. The Braves have overtaken them. Probably because the Dodgers fucking only scored five runs all weekend. And that's just something that, again, we have not been accustomed to. We've been spoiled. And, you know, if you're, if you're say, a Brewers fan, shout out to my friends in Milwaukee. If you're, say, a Cincinnati Reds fan, a Kansas City Royals fan, a Colorado Rockies fan, you know, your team, you know, gets a playoff run once every few years and, you know, that's that's what you hang your hat on and those are the memories that you have and all that. But when you're a Dodger fan, you know, just making it to the playoffs is just not, you know, this is the land of Kobe, dude. This is fucking jobs not finish. This is I want one more ring than Shaq. This is fucking showtime. Yes, this is not the Lakers, but this is the Dodgers, dude. This is Fernando Mania. This is fucking Gibson, Drysdale, Sandy Koufax, Jackie Robinson, fucking Oral Hershiser, legends, dude. Clayton Kershaw, you know, Dodger motherfucking legends. And here we are, you know, with a payroll that has been reduced significantly, sig- significantly over the last year. And we're led to believe that it's all part of this process, that there's this youth movement. And I'm totally fine with there being a youth movement, if that's the case. But if that's going to be the case, then why not fucking trade away some other guys and then just go all youth? And and don't, you know, give us guys like Mookie and Freddie you know, and and Julio and Clayton and guys that have been, you know, pillars of this franchise for the last few years and, you know, pretend that, you know, we're going to compete if we're not. Because right now, this doesn't look like a team that can compete. Yeah, they won two out of three against the Giants. Fucking good, dude. They better fucking win two out of three against the Giants. The Giants are fucking dog shit, okay? But when you get beat up... You know, three out of four against the D-backs, a team that you fucking destroyed the last 10 years. And then you go into San Francisco, beat the shit out of a shitty team, and come back to L.A. on the home turf and get blown out on Friday, barely squeak out a win on Saturday, and fucking blow numerous opportunities to, to win the series by not converting on Sunday. I'm just seeing a lot of... A lot of inconsistent at bats. You know, last night there was uh, Jason Hayward. I want to say came up to the plate. You know, we have we have runners on second and third, dude. One out, ninth inning. Okay, down by one, winning run on second, but runners on second and third, one out in the ninth inning. All we need to do right here is play Pepper. The infield's in. Infield's in, dude. I get it. But fucking put the ball in play. You're going to score a run probably. 
unless you hit it right to a fielder. What does Jason Hayward do? He strikes out. It's shit like that. Over the course of a 162-game season, things aren't going to go your way. You know, those are the at-bats. Those are the times when you need to execute in the in the postseason. If we're talking postseason right now, yeah, sure. Does David Peralta come up and get a C&I single after that, picking up Hayward and the Dodgers walk off? Yes. But I'm going back to that at-bat because you got to make contact there. So many of these guys, you know, Chris Taylor is a fucking strikeout machine. You know, Mookie Betts struck out what? Well, he struck out four times opening day. You know, Muncie struck out five times. Oh, no, Muncie struck out five times on opening day. You know, Mookie struck out, has the hat trick a couple times this year. Freddie strikes out three times. It's like, I don't know what they're doing in their hitting meetings and whatnot, but something's going on. Or, or the guys are pressing too hard because they understand that they don't have the kind of fire, the firepower that they have had in years past where it's just, you know, pass the baton. You know, you guys remember that? That was kind of the, the saying, pass the baton. Let the next guy do it. Let the next guy do it. Well, I don't, I don't really know if there's a next guy right now because there's only a couple guys that are hitting great, and they're not even hitting great. They're, they're You know, they're doing well, but, you know, I think we might have been fed, fed a big spoonful of bullshit in the offseason, dude. Miguel Vargas, I, 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 I saw him playing in Oklahoma City. You know, I've talked about it. You know, he, he looked really good in spring training, and he broke his finger. And all season, he has just, to me, looked overmatched at the plate. And I even heard Joe Davis and Oral Hershiser talking about it the other night. His swing doesn't look the same. The ball isn't bouncing off his bat like it was. You know, it just his swing just looks, I don't know, he looks overmatched to me. He's, he's leading, or he was leading the league in walks. I haven't checked today what where the, the standings are on that as far as that goes, but he was leading the league in walks a couple days ago. But we're not, we didn't bring him up to lead the league in walks. I mean, does it mean he gets on base? Yeah, sure. But we need hits, dude. We need fucking big hits. We can't have half the lineup, you know, batting 200. You know, Mookie Betts had a... <laughs> A three-hit game on Sunday, but they were bloops and 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 a, and a, a, an infield hit and a fucking <coughs> a ball that the right fielder lost in the sun. Like I said, Freddie struck out three times. J.D. Martinez, you know, might have lost a step. You know, Muncie had a great couple games. You know, being the giant killer in San Francisco, but he's still only hitting two hundred. <laughs> Trace Thompson, you know, had that big. Eight RBI, three home run game, but he's only at 240. Yeah, he hit a bomb too the other night. I just, I just feel like there's a lot of inconsistency. Miguel Vargas is at 222. You know, James Outman got a, a big hit on Saturday when they were when they were coming back and they got that walk off. It was a great at bat. I, I give him credit. I need to see more out of him. You know, he's, you know, we 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 lost Belly. And right now, statistically, he is doing better than Belly, but he doesn't strike the fear that Belly did. You know, guys would go, you know, Belly had a shitty last couple years, but in the back of everybody's mind was, if we make a mistake, you know, you saw what he did on Sunday. You know, I mean, I'm recording this on Sunday, but depending on when you listen to this, you know, Julio, 
you know, try to get a fastball by him, and fucking Cody, Cody, Cody laid into it, dude, and hit the ball, you know, halfway up the bleachers. Like, even if Cody isn't hitting, you know, what he used to when he was an MVP and a rookie of the year and all that good stuff, that you you leave that doubt in the back of the pitcher's mind, that fear, like, fuck, if I make a mistake, this guy can hit it, and it's that fear that sometimes leads to guys making a mistake. Baseball's all about confidence. And right now, I'm not confident in this team. You know, I call it like it is. I wanted them to make some moves in the offseason. They, they let everybody go. And, you know, we were told that they were going to give the guys a chance to play. And here's the thing, though. Even that being said, they're not playing horrible. We're just watching an average team right now. And I don't know. Like I said, we've been spoiled. If we're going to watch an average team, I would rather have them just do a a flat-out rebuild. I mean, what are you going to do with an average team? I don't know. Exactly. I don't know what you do with an average team. We haven't been programmed to watch an average team in a long fucking time. You know, like I said, 2000... 2010, 11, when, you know, fans, nobody was going to Dodger games because we knew that Frank McCourt and his wife were fucking spending money and getting divorced because she was fucking the limo driver, and we felt betrayed as fans, and Dodger Stadium, for, for the first time in a long time, was, you know, half empty all the time, and it was fans' way of saying, hey, fuck you guys for for doing this to us, you promised us a winner, you promised us... You were going to put money into the team and you kind of fucked around and now you're spending it on, on fucking bullshit. We're not going to come to the stadium anymore. I still went and I still love Dodger baseball. And just like I was still watching the games this weekend, even though I didn't get a chance to go out to the park, had obligations I had to attend to. And um, I have less and less friends that will go to games with me. <laughs> um, it's just, I don't know, man, it. I don't want to harp on it, but, you know, you let two really good shortstops go in the last two years, and now the Dodgers really need a hitting shortstop, and, you know, I just, I can't think about what if, you know, Austin Barnes, I love him, you know, he's a team guy, he's the fucking, one of the, one of the leaders on this team, even though his, his statistics don't necessarily indicate leader, you know, he's, he's up there in defensive metrics, you know, he helps out with the pitching staff, but, you know, he got his first hit on Sunday. You know, he's hitting a 0-53. Jason Hayward, even though he's got a couple home runs, he's hitting less than 200. You know, Chris Taylor is hitting fucking a buck 35. Like, there's a, there's a huge hole. Now we got Will Smith out for you know, retroactive a week, so he's eligible to return on Thursday, but, you know, with concussions, you never know, dude, like, a concussion, you know, might be a week or so, but, you know, there's been players, I don't want to put it out there, but, you know, Mike Matheny had his career cut short because of concussions, and, you know, that's something the Dodgers need to think about, you know, it's it's, it's hard to be a catcher, you know, you're always going to get foul balls off the head you know but the thing about concussions is you know once you start to get them you know like that area 
you know, in the brain becomes more and more sensitive and it's, it's, it's tricky, man. It's really tricky, you know, but you know, he was somebody that we were counting on to really step up and kind of deliver this year in the absence of some of the guys that the Dodgers lost. And now without him, it's just like, there's just so many holes in the Dodgers lineup. Like JD Martinez is doing fine, but we didn't sign him to do fine. You know, we signed him to replace Justin Turner a fucking leader on this team. And I've heard that, you know, JD and the cage and, you know, really helps guys out with, you know, talking, hitting and whatnot. And like, I, I get all that, but like, I need to see some production, dude, because, you know, so far there, there, there hasn't really been anybody on the Dodgers on the offensive side that has really stood out and been, and, and have you been like, wow, you know, Mookie, you know, even said, you know, he, he, they asked him about his start, and he said it was trash. And, you know, he's, like I said, he, he got three lucky hits on Sunday, you know. But, I mean, I kind of agree. You know, Mookie is the top five player, I think. And so far, he's not playing like it. I mean, coming off a year like he had last year and supposedly, you know, going to driveline last year and coming to the consensus – that if you guys know what driveline is, by the way, I've talked about it on the podcast before, but um, it's it's a workout place. They have one in Washington, and I don't know if there's another one, so maybe Texas somewhere. Um, and uh, they are kind of like the one of the first, you know, companies to dig into like analyzing, you know, everybody's movement as far as like release point and you know rotations per minute and all these different things and working with guys, you know, in the off season to help them improve that, you know, Trevor Bauer was a really big, uh, driveline guy, you know, just analyzing everything so that you make sure that every movement is specific to what you're trying to do. You're trying to throw the ball harder. You need to push off with this leg from this angle a little bit more. You need to twist a little bit, like, you know, all these different things so that you can throw harder. Or if your curveball is what you're relying on, Here's how we need to break it down, hold it, and whatnot to make sure that we're getting that many rotations per minute. And, that, and they have it for swing, too. Like, they analyze the swing, tell people what they're doing. And the consensus was that Mookie's swing was fine. He just needed more power. So Mookie talked about going into the gym the offseason and, you know, getting a little bit bigger, getting some more muscle. And I'm like, okay. Let me see that muscle, dude. I want to see those home runs start to fly out of the park. Um, there's a lot of just stuff that it's like, like I said, who has really stood out offensively? You got a bunch of guys that are doing fine, and then a bunch of guys that are really underperforming. And if you know guys continue to do what they're doing right now, it's going to be a long fucking season. Like I said, Max Muncie had a huge fucking week in San Francisco fucking you're just like he wishes he can play in san francisco all the time but aside from that he's he's kind of not like i like his presence in the lineup you know he's gonna take a walk but like we need guys to start stepping up because you know like i said that the in a couple weeks they're gonna go into san diego and depending on where the dodgers are in the standings and where the padres are in the standings, the padres are not playing you know great either um but those fans are going to be in it. And, you know, whereas in the past, you know, Petco Park was basically Dodger Stadium South. 
those are kind of changing. You know, times are kind of changing now. And yes, a lot of Dodger fans, including myself, will go down to San Diego that weekend for a game or two and, you know, soak in the San Diego sun and all that good stuff. But also, the fans are going to be into it, dude. And the Dodgers are going to have to, you know, to put out and, and shut the crowds up. And, like, I just... I'm not seeing it yet, dude. I'm, I'm, I'm missing something. And, and I hope that I'm wrong. You know, I hope that some of these guys turn it around. I hope that they start, you know, putting together some win streaks, you know, and get to a place where at the playoff or at, at the at the trade deadline, you know, they ha- there are they are in a position to maybe go out and get a bigger bat, another arm, something to kind of put them over the hump because. It's not looking great right now. We're looking at, like I said, we're looking at an average team right now, and I don't like that. <laughs> Plain and simple, you know. Julio, sadly, you know, got his first loss of the loss of the season. You know, still has an ERA under three, but you know, it's it's there's going to be days. You know, as the ace of the staff, there's going to be days when your offense is facing the 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 other team's ace, and you gotta, you know. You got to allow a run or two. You know, Clayton was that guy for, you know, how many years? You know, and now that's and now that that task falls on Julio. And I think he's up for the challenge. I mean, I think he's one of the best pitchers in baseball, if not the best pitcher in baseball. But, you know, he's been putting up numbers and, you know, going head to head with number three starters and number four starters over the course of his career. So this is the first year where he's going to have to step up and you know have to understand that his team might not you know he's gotten some good run support this year but he's got to understand that you know there might be outings when he doesn't get that run support and he's got to keep his team in the game not only keep him in the game but you know not give up runs you know he gave up a couple home runs late in the game on Sunday and the Dodgers offense wasn't doing anything and you know people are going to go back to Sunday's game and talk about the fact that the umpire had you know five or six strike calls that were definitely balls according to pitch track um i haven't really been one for robot umpires but i've seen some guys get thrown out of games over the last you know week or so and you know stuff like when belly came back and oh by the way by the way i did want to talk about that um cody bellinger coming back home to la and getting his, you know, little video montage and then getting a standing ovation from the fans. <coughs> I really, really, I kind of now regret not going on Friday. I've just been working so much and just wanting to relax <laughs> a little bit that I didn't get a chance to uh, to go to the games this weekend. But I did that on purpose because, like I said, because I wanted to relax. But I really wish I would have gone and been able to participate in that but I was really happy that the fans gave him his standing ovation and you know you could tell Bellinger if he didn't cry he certainly looked like he wanted to cry and then when he came up to bat the first time you know fans kind of acknowledged him again and he kind of stepped out and the fucking umpire calls a strike and it's just like you know I saw a bunch of major league players tweeting about it and stuff and it's just like like I get why Major League Baseball wanted to speed up the game. I get it. I get it. 
you know, we need to hook the casual fan or the non-casual fan. We need to hook new fans for baseball because baseball's a business. I get it, dude. It sucks, but I fucking get it. But at the same time, sometimes the umpire needs to just fucking wreck. Like, there need to be exceptions, and I know that there supposedly are, but this umpire fucked up. And the umpire Sunday strike zone expanded in the ninth inning. He fucked up. And I'm seeing guys, like I said, get thrown out for little ticky-tacky things. And I'm, I'm starting to get fucking tired of it. Because as somebody who has been thrown out of their fair share of baseball games throughout his career, sometimes these umpires just fucking are, are fucking pussy-ass bitches, dude. For lack of better words, like... They're fucking pussies. They probably couldn't play baseball themselves, so they decided to be an umpire, and they go on a fucking power trip, and they make the game about them, and that's not what it's supposed to be, dude. So I haven't been an advocate of robot umps in the past, but I'm starting to fucking lean that way because, you know, people are going to blame the the strike calls for the Dodgers losing on Sunday. They lost because they waited fucking eight innings to score a fucking run. You know, you're not going to win a game... When you only score a run. They scored two runs on Sunday. But, you know, they got help from an error for one of the runs. And it's just like, you got to score more runs, dude. You, you, chances are, if you score two runs in a baseball game, you're the, I don't know if, what ESPN fucking win probability percentage is. But I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that the win probability is not high. When you only score two runs. Even if Julio Urias is on the mound. So. Um, like I said. It, I, I talked about it. The first episode of this season. With all these rule changes. Especially with the shifts and all these things. Are the Dodgers. And the fact that they rely on analytics. Is it going to be hard for them to adjust? And so far. I think that's what's missing along with the fact that I just don't know if we have the personnel, you know, to compete like we have in years past. I hope I'm wrong. I hope, you know, Vargas figures it out. I fucking hope for to God Chris Taylor figures it out because, you know, we signed him to, what, four years, you know, to come back and be an all-star. And he's been anything but since he signed that contract, um, you know, looking at, you know, Muncie, who you know, came around at the end of the season last year, but, you know, there's just there's just a lot of guys that the Dodgers need to do what they're supposed to do, and so far they're not doing it, and if that's the case, we're gonna, it's going to be a long disappointing, it, it, not disappointing season, just an average season, but to me that's disappointing, you know, like you know, I, I, I hate, I, I'm going to do it again but like, you know, for example, like the Lakers, who, although they won their game against the Memphis Grizzlies, um, you know, got the seven seed, and it's like we're celebrating the fact that you got a seven seed, dude. Like Kobe would be fucking rolling in his grave. R.I.P. to the Mamba, but it's just, I guess I just have a higher standard of myself and of the Dodgers and things like that. Like I don't want to watch an average team over the course of you know for someone that you know lives and breathes baseball season and you know, tries to plan my work trips around where the Dodgers are and tries to follow them to the, you know, to ballparks on the road and just everything that I do, you know, that revolves around Dodger baseball and coming home to watch the game, you know, after work or after a show or, you know, just whatever, you know, 
I just don't want to watch an average team, dude. Like, like I said, we're not in a small market. This is L.A. This is one of the biggest payrolls in the fucking league. This is one of the highest ticket price uh, prices in MLB. One of the highest parking prices in MLB. Like, just we're spending money, dude. Okay, so we're spending money. You guys need to put out a better product. So that's what I'm saying. Um, the Dodgers have, you know, I don't want to say a big week, but, you know, we, we got the Mets coming to town for three games and then uh, go to Chicago, which I really wanted to go to that series, but then I booked a gig in Oregon. So, you know, money, money fucking talks, man. I got to go where the money is. Um, so, and it'll be another year that I don't get to see the Dodgers play in Wrigley. I've been to Wrigley, just not when the Dodgers are there, and it's not going to be this year either, unless they meet in the playoffs, which I highly fucking doubt, because there's no way that both the Dodgers and the Cubs make the playoffs. I could be wrong. <laughs> could be wrong. The Cubs went out and took some flyers on some guys, you know, like a Eric Hosmer and a Cody Bellinger, and they went out and signed... Swanson and like you know they got some guys you know and Ian Happ and you know they they have some guys that could swing it but I just don't think they have the pitching to fucking make it to October but you know I could be wrong dude so with that being said like I said Dodgers have three games against the Mets at home then they go to Chicago for four games um they need to have a better week than 500 although they look like a 500 team, so maybe they just, you know, go four and three, three and four. I mean, that kind of seems to be what it is. I'm not content with that, and you guys shouldn't be either. So, um, if you have anything to say about that, tweet at me at Peter Sirs. Um, if you happen to be anywhere near Lincoln City, Oregon, that's where I'll be this weekend, April 21st and 22nd, uh, Chinook Winds Casino in Lincoln City, and then in two weeks from that, down, uh, like I said, I'll be down. I won't be in San Diego proper. I'll be in Escondido, which is basically San Diego, um, May 5th and 6th at the Grand Comedy Club. Yes, I got myself booked down there because the Dodgers are playing, and I'm going to go to the, one of the games. So probably on Sunday because I think all the games are night games, if I'm not mistaken, while I'm down there. So the only game that I can go to is the Sunday game, which Sunday is actually a 4 o'clock game. So that's Sunday night baseball. Let's fucking go, dude. So... Anyway, like I said, my booth thoughts, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, do me a favor and leave a review. If you're listening to this on Spotify and you're not following, please follow. It helps me now uh, with monetizing my podcast. And and if you guys are so willing uh, and generous, I have a Patreon account and I'm going to start putting stuff on there. I mean, I've already put stuff on there. Um, but if you want to subscribe to my Patreon, it's five bucks a month. You get exclusive content that only the people on Patreon can get it. Patreon.com slash Peter Sirs. Um, and yeah, thanks guys. This has been my blue thoughts. I will see you next week. Peace out. Mother fuckers. Dark city. <laughs> it's cold and it's damp. And all the people dressed like. 